welcome in. Thanks for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast. It is Tuesday, the 1st of November. I am Jared All, joined by my left, the one, the only, Tyler Walgy. Hello, hello. In for Connor this In week. In for Connor this Connor's week. Out. Connor's, yeah. out. Connor's yeah. really milking that one, isn't he? <laughs> he call, I called him the other day, and he purposely goes... Hello? <laughs> and then let out the classic. Hello? Yeah, what's up? Oh, hey, man. So weak. We should have been recording phone calls with Connor on a day-by-day basis to track the progress of things. Of course, things that we can't discuss on the air due to HIPAA violations. Or maybe it's like you The know, Office. Obviously. You know The Office where uh, Michael goes, uh, yeah, drop what you're doing right now. Head to his house. See if he's faking it. Yeah. That's what we should have done. Oh, yeah. you guys. We should have been going remote from Connor's house today. Like outside <laughs> of his house. Because if he really is sick, we don't want to be in his house. But outside of his house, we should have just posted up just we should to have. see. We should, but just we got a see. good show. Yes, regardless. We do. Yes, we do. We're glad to be joined by Tyler Walgy. You heard the voice of Nick Sopras behind the ones and twos there. Hey. You kind of look like you came in a little stressed out today. Well, hey, it, can I say why? I wouldn't, I think I I wouldn't why. say stressed. I think, oh. well, I think I know. Oh, yeah, probably not stressed. I would say probably more angry. Okay. Oh, okay. So let me let the audience in on a little something behind the scenes. Pull the curtain back. Uh, I have had an Oculus 2.0 for a couple months now, right? I love playing, you know, playing different games with it. There's a lot of fun things you can do. You can go up in the uh, International Space Station and look down on it's It's so fun to do a bunch of different things. So, uh, uh, producer Nick recently within the last week or two uh, purchased his own addicted uh, VR headset. Yeah. Oculus 2.0. It's, su- it's super fun. And we have been playing the uh, ping pong game. It's, dominated called, it's called 11 ping pong dominated him. And so far, so here, let, let me explain what happened. Okay. I am a ping pong master. I've been playing ping pong oh for a while. God. I've been getting good. Is at that it. the proper term? Erroneous. It is. It is. And, and what happened is, so just so you know, my account got comes. deleted. Here it comes. I couldn't pull it up yesterday when we were trying to play it, so I had to uninstall, reinstall, so all my stats are gone. Yeah, but right. But regardless yeah. of that, okay, I was led to believe I was playing a beginner in Nick, and, and he was a beginner. And so what happened was, just before we played, I looked at his overall record. He had already played 24 games. He play. was 12 and 12. I, and he beat me the first two games because I was going easy. Yeah. I was trying to take yeah. it easy oh, on him. I don't know, Tyler. I've never known you to go easy on I was on trying anyone. to show so, him how the game yeah, worked. Uh-huh. And now he For won sure. the first two. Guess who won the next two? On right? some baloney. On some, on some and baloney. And so we are tied 2-2 right now. And I want to say that's why he's angry. So Walgie, he's Walgie, was, taking, Walgie was taking it so not seriously that I hit one of the, the balls back. You literally see him fall. He's on <laughs> the ground after a point. So, yeah, you weren't going that serious. Yeah, no, I mean, look, sometimes you dive when you're not taking it seriously still. And and so... Ask, uh, ask Connor in in uh, men's league beer softball. Yeah, he's tore uh, his ACL like nine yes, times. Yes. <laughs> but I just wanted to say uh, a recommendation, first of all, non-sponsored recommendation, get the Oculus 2.0 if you're into that kind of stuff. And second of all, that's why Nick is upset today. I was going to say, is him. this because you stayed yep, up all night because I whooped him in some ping pong. Some ping pong. And, yeah, and he can't take the reality... Of getting his ass kicked on VR, uh, so, so it's virtual. So it's Walgie that I played in ping pong. My buddy, I brought him up last week. AJ, he also has an Oculus. They do like a golf. They have golf on there too. Ooh, and so we go on golf, and I'm like, yeah, cool. Like I've played a couple times. This kid, out of control, good. 
He's sticking it really like four feet. Really? Every time. Yeah, he's like, Yeah, you know, just put a little draw on it, you know, whatever, throw a little fade, a little suck back, okay. whatever, whatever. So it's fun. I think you guys are the only two people I know with the Oculus, but definitely recommend. I'm just waiting for a PGA golfer now to come out like Paxton Lynch status and just be like, well, you know, I've been uh, really playing the Oculus. It's really, really <laughs> enhancing my game. Look, I just want to just say, really, really dialed in. They now. do have a football game. It's really fun. It's supposed I to be fun. That, but I, wanna, I, I do want to put this out there. Nick, I don't want this to come uh, between our friendship. So when I start whooping you all over the uh-huh, court. Uh-huh. Or all over the... Is it the hardwood? What is um, what is the ping pong called? Is it the... The table. The table. The table. The table. When I start beating you like a red-headed stepchild, uh-huh. you, which you can't say in 2022, uh, I don't want you to take it out on me. I guess, I'll, I guess we'll find out next week right. when right. I'm 7-3. Let's, 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 right. let's talk some Broncos. Let's talk some Broncos. Hey! Goes, goes. We can win games. It does happen even if you have to go across the pond to accomplish it. The Broncos beat the Jags 21-17. Yes. Yes, they did. And stay tuned. What we're doing, end of the season, as a celebration, Booze Media in partnership with uh, the stadium. We're giving tickets away to the final game this year. I think it's... I want to say it's the Chiefs. I was going to say Chargers. It's usually a division matchup, but I, we have a device. It'll tell So us. stay tuned. Listen the next couple of weeks. We'll give you a uh, different ways to win the tickets. We're giving two tickets away to the Broncos final game. It is home the game. Chargers. Yep, Ooh. Chargers. Monday, January 8th. Monday night. Or excuse me, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. night, final uh, game of the week. And it may be flexed, right? Uh, final game of the it, week. It's, quote, TBD. TBD. We're giving tickets away. So stay tuned. Listen every week, and we'll give you different ways to win some Broncos tickets for the final game of the week. So Perfect. Good stuff from Woos Media. Yeah. If you guys aren't checking out any other Woos Media shows, just type in Woos, W-O-O-Z-E, into the player you're listening to now. They have college football shows. Tyler does a sports betting daily show. Check them out. Woos Media. All right, guys. London Luck. Or did this offense Ooh. finally start getting going? What do Let's, you guys think? All right, here's all you got to say. Let's go, Russell. Let's go, Russell. Okay. Are we I off think, of draw, dra- dress for, for more? Ross, dress for no, more? No, we're not. No, 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 I no, personally no, 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 am no, no, not. He's still ahead. Ross. He's still Ross. Okay, he's so. definitely Ross all season <laughs> at best. <laughs> here's what I think. is going into last game. Uh, I didn't know I was actually going to be here. Right? I didn't know if Connor was going to be back or not. I told Nick last week, I thought it was more Hackett than Russ. Nick disagreed, said it was more Russ than Hackett. What I think we learned this game is, I know this isn't good for content, it is dead in the freaking middle. I was not impressed at all with how Russ looked when he was when he had open receivers, when the plays seemingly looked how they went. I mean, how many plays did we see on the, uh, on the replay where Dan Orlovsky in the first half is saying, Russ has a guy right here. Throw the ball. Trust the play. Get rid of the football. And I can't imagine the frustration on the sideline with Hackett going, dude, I'm calling the perfect plays. Throw the ball. Like, okay, so that's one thing. The other is when Russ had a chance to scramble and play old Russ football, he looks like he's alive. So I think this is more of an issue of putting Russ in situations that he's comfortable in but doesn't want to be in. And I say that because... It's 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 painfully obvious to me. Coming into this year, Russell Wilson had one thing he wanted to do: stay in the pocket, make money. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, no, no. Honestly, Nick, it's the same thing. Yes. He just got a monster contract, and he says, "How do I stay healthy? How do Peyton and Tom Brady and all these quarterbacks who stay, you know, with these contracts in the league?" They never leave the pocket. Anyone who leaves the pocket gets killed. So Russ wants to change his game. That's not going into how he plays football. He's playing worse as a result of that. So 
what I saw this past weekend, when Russ is up against the wall, when he's feeling the heat and the pressure of the whole world coming down and he plays Russ football, he's actually pretty good. When he's in the pocket, wanting to get rid of the ball, play this hack it offense, he's not good at all. So I think it's it's in the middle. I know you're 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 wanting to say something here. So I watching this game, we you know everyone wants to use the term is Russ cooking, right? He's simmering. This was simmering, right? So this was the equivalent. What we saw, this was cooking white rice. Okay. Oh wow. Right? You never really want to get this thing to a boil because you boil it, you lose all your water, it's no good. You just want to simmer. Nice and simple, basic, plain. But it becomes cooked. That's what we saw. It was an offense that cooked. It did. They got three offensive touchdowns. The, just the second time this year they scored even two touchdowns in one game. They got three in that this game. That was very poetic. The offense got going. So it was simmering some white rice. That's what we did this weekend. But I'm okay simmering white rice, if that's what you want to say, if it leads to a dub. Okay? Sure. All I care about is the dub. But guys, we have seen a lot of really bad football teams win games in London, right? You go across the pond, it's a different atmosphere, it's a long travel, you know, some guys are no, doing high knees. I will knees, stop you right there because what the- we see typically are teams who are inexperienced going against one another, teams who don't know how to handle it. The Jacksonville Jaguars have been there every, every year. Sure. Well, they're, I don't care London's if Doug Marone, I don't care if Doug Marone you know, is there an you know, as as a new coach, I don't care what's but, going but on. But are you telling they me the data, you come off of this have, game feeling like the Broncos are a legitimate team? I mean, even what you saw, there, I come I mean, off this game feeling like the Broncos are making progress. They're doing what I want them to do, cheering for them in terms of heading in the right direction. I think all of us can agree right now. Is Hackett a Super Bowl winning coach? If you put Hackett out there against the other coaches, is he Super Bowl winning? Probably not. Right? Hey, he's still you know who on this pod, by the way. He didn't uh, okay. gain a letter back. Yeah, he has, he he has, at, le- he has guys, at least Morgan. Can we all say that this season is, is gone? It's, yeah. it's not next year. Duh. So at this point, Hackett's doing what we want him to do. He's growing. He's learning. That's okay with me at this point. It depends on expectation. I think this was the first game that I had seen, Russ, where you can't unequivocally say, had we lost, that it was his fault. So that's where I will give him credit. I think the issue that a lot of Broncos fans have and I don't know. I would say that it was 50-50 in regards to probably the six or seven people I talked to. Did you guys watch the post game? Like right after the game, he had the big grass. I, I, I've right. seen the clip. I've and and the he clip. says, I'm going to, uh, this, this is quote is going to be a little off, but he says, quote, I like pressure. I kind of, no, he goes, he goes, some people fade under the pressure. I can handle the pressure. I wouldn't be here. And then he goes, dot, dot, dot. I kind of like the pressure. And then he winked at the camera. Dude, we suck. Like we are not a good football team. We we eked out a win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, it was not his fault this game. But with that said, I just y'all it, need to chill. Y'all need to chill. No, out. see, see, but but going back to what you I know said what? about I going love to that. London. Soaps. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was kind of split down the middle. I thought it was the cheesiest thing. With the exception of the dangerous it's, you subway know, commercial. It's funny. When when you can be cheesy all you want, when you win games, everyone just kind of lets it lets it slide. When you're losing and you're doing it, that it, it's so bad. So I'm not going to kill him for it because you won the game. And frankly, he drove the team down under two minutes play and, and he played had the game-winning drive. Love that. But to me, this good. is you, you, you kind of scoffed at me when I said going to London and bad teams win in London because that's what does happen. I didn't happen. scoff. I said Jacksonville's used yes, to it. But Jacksonville should. is not a good football team. And I'm curious to know Tyler you being a professional sports better are you fading Jacksonville right now because I know early in the season it seemed like 
everyone was pretty high on them. Like they maybe were, were coming into it to something there. But I, me personally, I am fading Jacksonville right now. What I've seen from them the last few weeks, this is not a very good football team. And I think the Broncos maybe caught them on their down, downward spiral right now. What, what, what say you to that? No, I'm not fading Jacksonville. Okay. They're a good team. They're right where we expected them to be. Like they are average. Sure. And this is my, this is what happens with the average fan in the NFL or any other sport. If there's too many ups and downs, man, these teams are generally all clumped in the middle. And sometimes you're going to get blowouts. Sometimes you're not. Like, like for instance, in ping pong, me and Nick, <laughs> me and Nick. Oh no, 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 no. Let's play enough, this out. Enough. Let's play this out. Let's not and say we did. <laughs> me and Nick are all right, pretty so, so even we'll play in it ping out. pong. We'll play it out. I'm I will beat him clearly though. better. I am absolutely no, okay. clear better. Now you're you're, ma- you're making a mockery of my slant. point. All right, you're making ahead. a mockery of right. my point. It's okay, true. It's true. what I meant is we are generally in the in the same category. Could he have a game where he beats me eleven six? Slam hands weak. Sure. Could I have a game where I beat him eleven six? Sure, nope. but generally, you're not going to get that. That's why for these games, we don't want to overreact. If the Broncos look amazing against the Jaguars, okay, good. If they look horrible against the the, the Brown or whoever it is, the, the Chargers or the Raiders, who cares? My, my point is, you want this team to look generally along the same line through the season. We're going to have ups. We're going to have downs. Let's not overreact to anything. Okay, that's my point with all this. You know, the problem is is that we had overreacted so hard on the preseason about what the Broncos would be. That's obvious that's the obvious crux of the situation. We expected Russ to hide a lot of things. I think the takeaway for me is that Dan Orlovsky called the Broncos offense a quote high school offense. And and he did backtrack and he's so like, you know, do we blame the coach or the quarterback? Like this is such a clear hackett problem to me. It is, yes. When you're talking about an offense being an offensive, or, but Jared, or, or the reason I said is, is last week Nick was saying this is a Russell issue, I, I a still, Russell issue. It's, it's it's Ross, a Ross issue. It's a Ross. I think, and again, we're not going to overreact per what you literally just said. I However, know. I know. how many times is there somebody open on the flat? And I think, I think. What Orlovsky was trying to say is that with it being a high school offense, they're not running these crazy schemes. Whatever they're having, Ross read one read. Maybe a slant and then drop it off. That's at least how what it appears to be is going on. It just seems but like that's he gets, because he's never gone back in the pocket in his life. And that's where I think if I can if I could play down the middle on both of these, it's exactly that, right? If you had a great head coach or a great play caller, you would be making up for what Russ or Ross is not doing in reading the defense. If you had a great quarterback, he would be making up for the lack of creativity. But we define great, defense. But you're defining great quarterback is execute. What what Hackett wants to execute? No, I'm defining it as a quarterback who. that is making plays beyond what is called in front of him. Getting when things break down, you make plays. That's what great. You know, you know. Do. However, that said, again, I definitely don't think had we lost, Russ would have been the problem. Definitely seems like the defense was on their heels a little bit for this game, and it was a nice win. I think. Guys, I, I, so I think. I, I think that Hackett legitimately saved a total free fall by winning this game. I, I, if you lose this game, it's an absolute free fall. I think this at least buys him a couple weeks to have yeah, at least, you know, when you go through depression, I think you eventually, what is it like the seven stages acceptance? I think Bronco fans have finally grieved and then denial <laughs> and then whatever it is they've gone there. We're all in the acceptance phase of what we are in regards to a Bronco, a Broncos. Okay. Team. I agree with that, but quickly, I don't want to move past the idea of is it Russ? Is it Hackett? I want to vent through this quickly, and it's not going to take forever. But I want to say this: Russell Wilson to me made a conscientious effort going into the year 
that he didn't want to play his classic Russell Wilson football. But to me, that's the same thing as anyone out there. I don't care whether you're a football player, a chef, a stock trader. If you've been doing the exact same thing for 11 years and you have to suddenly switch it up and do it a completely different way, not everyone can do that. I mean, I, I would assume Gordon Ramsay, the best chef that I know on. He does have an amazing restaurant at Caesars. Can, can he suddenly, if you told him, all right, Gordon And in Ramsey, London, he's got a couple. Oh, wow. You can't oh, wow. use any of your cooking techniques you know. You can use nothing that you use right now, but you still have to cook a world-class meal. Maybe he could, but maybe he couldn't. That's my point with Russ. Russ wants to suddenly be like, hey, I want to change the entire way that I got from high school to college to the NFL and played, by the way, for a decade in the NFL. Now that I'm getting older, I want to switch the entire way I but- played football for my whole life and have that be successful. I think that is a disaster waiting to happen, and I think that's the main issue here. But isn't that on Russ? Ross. Yes, yes, that's on Ross, and and that's why I would honestly, if we're if we're being truthful here, I would rewind and say that Nick is accurate. If that is the case, that it is on Ross saying we are conforming so much to what he wants. I mean, look at when Trevor Simeon got in there. Trick or Trev, hey, underrated. This offense Laser. kind of Laser. opened up for a half. It's like, oh wow, look at what these plays they have in the arsenal. Why? Because Ross isn't comfortable sitting back there. As a matter of fact, I've got some stats here. Did you know that oh, in, Russell, cute stat of the week music. in uh, Russell Wilson's career, I mean, these are important things. He has never had less time to throw than he does now. Currently, 2.77 seconds, lowest in his entire career. So he's having to get, get rid of the ball quickly, okay? Also, he's on track for the, the uh, most batted balls of his career. His highest going into this whole season was 2014, he had nine batted balls. This season, halfway through, he's got seven. He's on pace to almost double his bat. Why do you guys think that is? Because he's a small quarterback throwing from the pocket. This all leads back to the idea that Russ can't play this way if he wants to be Russ. Now, we can do something. We can sign up Gordon Ramsay to come make kitty cat meals that taste average for the masses, or we can get the souffle master that mm. we've all seen on the food network oh, yeah. but you have to let him do his thing and you have to let him outside the range and you know what could he get hurt yes well you have to go to russ and say russ you're gonna have to run this offense or are you gonna get hurt maybe that's the only way the broncos are gonna succeed the only way so it again goes back to it's both right because hackett should be stepping in and saying sorry russ i know this is what you want to do but this is where we're going to be most successful. Or formulating a, a better game plan. You're telling me Andy yeah. Reid doesn't have these same parameters and the Broncos don't look better? Sure. I think it's also the offensive minds. It's not just Russ here. It's the parameters being set on Russ by these minds that, that themselves are limited. So last week, we all really kind of confidently felt like that at a certain point in time, Hackett would have to go. And, and we thought maybe coming off of a loss that might have happened this week. They obviously come off of a win that's very unlikely to happen. I don't think there's any indication that's happening. The question I have is, did with this one win, getting simmering just a little bit, did Nat Hackett save his job for the entire season? Now, is he is he a lock to get keep this job through the season because of that one win? I think, if anything, he definitely played himself in... I think no matter what, he... I think I had said he might have gotten fired in the bye week. I think just kind of based on reports and things that you've read from Mike Kliss, Broncos Insiders, all that stuff, there was no way he was getting fired during the bye week. I think this win, and if he's able to even squeak out another 
one or even two wins. I think the Titans game is very winnable. Panthers look good, but I definitely think we could win that game. But anyways, with that said, I think he wins two or three more. De- that definitely buys him at least until the bye week of next season. I think that's what yeah. this one yeah, got. I, I think Hackett's here for the year. I, I think he's here yeah. for the season. And as a matter of fact, I think he's here for next year. Yeah, well, I, agree. I think the I agree. Broncos are in for two years. I think this one win, and, and, and you guys may disagree with me, I think if he loses this game, they're just waiting for the opportunity to fire him. You're and, right, but it's not just about the win. It's how they looked. Sure, yes, you're right, because it is. You, it goes beyond just winning the game. They came from behind the offense got going which is his bread and butter that's he's calling the plays there's a little bit more juice in that second half so yes it's all those things but I think if they go get smacked maybe it didn't happen this week but I don't think he survives the year now not only do I think he survives the year I think he is given to exactly what Nick just said up until the bye week next year if it's ugly to start out the year next year Maybe he goes midseason. I, I believe but I think they just he basically just bought himself an entire season. I believe he's looking better every week. Like I see this Broncos team, and honestly, it it may be minute, right? It may be a small detail followed by a small detail. But I feel like every week it's like, hey, this team looks a little better. Okay, but let me ask you this. I won't disagree that he's getting better as a head coach and as a play caller every week. But do you ultimately see a point where he is a even good, if not very good or great, head coach and offensive play caller? Do you see a, a point in time where he keeps getting better and better well, and better and hits that? You know, that's that's an inter- interesting question because a, a great head coach isn't about one thing. You sure. Know? It's about decision-making in-game. When do you call timeouts? When do you go for it on fourth? It's about play calling or putting the people in position to make the right play calls. So I think there's a lot in play here. And I think what this comes down to is hiring smart people. I kind of think about this with with, with Woos Media or anything in business uh, related to business. I am a firm believer. Let's say I owned a restaurant. My, my philosophy is... Horrible business decision. But I, would rather, I would rather hire, let's say to run a restaurant, okay? If I'm, if I'm making one from scratch, I would rather hire a smart individual who's got a good head on their shoulders, maybe a good business background. Uh, they, they, they're nice. They're kind. They're, 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 they're strict. They're, they're, they're smart. I'd rather hire someone with all those qualities rather than a professional who's worked in the business for 40 years who really may not fit those qualities. So with Hackett, if he has the core principles of what makes a head coach that let's face it, guys, like I'm not a scout. I'm not a GM. I do what I do well, but I don't do these other things well. Let's say he does have those intangibles and he gets a year and a half. I'm not going to rule out the fact that he can't be on the same level as these head coaches because all it really takes, it's such small differences. Again, calling timeouts the right time, going for fourth, going forward on fourth the right time. We all want to want to criticize what plays you call between the twenties, guys. That doesn't matter, right? Miami, Detroit, Broncos, Seattle, the 49ers, they are all calling good plays between the twenties. What matters is the details, and I'm not convinced Hackett can't get there in a short amount of time. So I'm not selling my stock. I think that there's a reason why they're keeping it around. And it's again, again, to to kind of bring this full circle, when I'm hiring people. I look for smart, good head on their shoulders, nice other people, all those things. Maybe they see all that in Hackett, and he's just not winning yet, but he may get there. I think as long as you're talking both situations together simultaneously, and when I say both situations, him as a head coach and him as a play caller, I do not see a scenario with him, with the Broncos, in any time frame that he would be given where he becomes great at both. If you give up the play calling... 
I think he absolutely can if he's focused on being a GM type head coach where he's just managing his coaches. But don't That's you think different. that if what I said that yes. he has has a good will inevitably take place? And uh, unfortunately, That's my whole point. unfortunately, the nature of the NFL. I don't think he'll get that time frame with the Broncos. Maybe in his next head coaching stint. Maybe mm. if he gets an opportunity again, he will mm. learn from that and could be there. But right. unfortunately, I don't think he'll get the time frame to do that. What do you think, Nick? You know, I think there's certain things like he said, quote, the amount of adversity that we faced, I don't care what anybody says. It's more than anybody. Through injuries, through schedules, and that doesn't even count the games. So I think just seeing everybody battle through it, the defense playing at a high level, they've all played together for a long time. We've got an offense that hasn't played well, but they've, but they haven't played together a lot. They haven't played as a group, so you got to learn those ins and outs. End quote. I don't care. I absolutely don't so care. It sounds like a dad. Who's it a sounds head like coach an excuse. It sounds it. like an excuse. So I struggle when you have that sort of mentality, that victim mentality, and I again, kind of tangenting from what we're actually talking about. I don't like that sort of answer from a head coach. Granted, he's taken responsibility, things like that. But when you're so defiant about said play calling, are we auditioning to show that we can call plays or are we actually trying to win games? So I don't think I, to your point, Walgie, I think Hackett is definitely doing a better job. He says later that he's got a, in this article that he has to call plays that are better fit for us. You have been calling good plays for us either and, and he hasn't been making the play. So something has to get addressed. I'm not saying like drawing a line in the sand, but certainly when you have Super Bowl aspirations and you're not hitting them, there's a problem. Did you guys actually wake up for this game? I did. I mean, I well, you're always so up. Soccer starts yeah, early. You're yeah, up. Yeah. Do you normally get up that early? Uh, on Saturdays, yeah. I was actually playing the Oculus till about 1.30 that morning. So I woke okay. up at like 7.36 or something like so, that. So I'm uh, always, I haven't set an alarm in about two years. And I haven't woken oh. up probably past probably about seven thirty in two years. Have you woken up to pee like middle of the night yet, or? Oh, uh, my man! If you want to know, you want to talk to my doctor about that. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's. Uh, let's that's, leave that as a conversation uh, yeah. between you and your doctor. So I was coming off a Halloween party. I got home late, late. Okay, we ended up going to bars. Bad decision. Horrible. Just a bad decision. It's a horrible. Why decision. would you ever do that? Anyways, I got home. I woke up for the first time. I looked over my clock. Clock. It's like six fifty-five. I'm like, yeah. Nah, no, nah, I'm not really? gonna get up for it. Yeah. So when did you get up? Uh, it was about halftime. I, I was. I, I yeah. woke up. I don't even know what time it was, but I woke up, looked, and I saw it was halftime. I was like, perfect. Gives me 15, 20 minutes to get my head right, and then wow. I sat down and watched Look, the second half. Arsenal was, which was actually the better of the two halves. Uh, so Arsenal worked. was playing Nottingham Forest in the Premier League. I could have got you Missed a nice it. live first Missed half it. winner if you would have texted me. So dang it, you know. Yeah, it's funny because normally I am up usually myself, <laughs> pretty pretty early. <laughs> Let but, me know next uh, time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, but just just wasn't feeling it, man. Just just woke up, and uh, I'm, I'm actually kind of glad. It was, it, you know, it, it is nice for a couple reasons with the AM game. I like to have my coffee. I did wake up a little bit late, had my coffee. I was too like groggy to really have an opinion. I'm just sort of watching what's going on in front of me, and uh, yeah, and then and not that again. The Broncos have been tough to watch this year, but then. You're just coasting. The rest of the day, uh, coasting a little brunch, maybe? Coffee. So, best donut with a coffee. What do you vote for best donut? Glazed. I'll go first. Old-fashioned. Glazed. Just glazed? Yeah, I love a glazed, yeah. God, crispy, such a hippie. Krispy Kreme. Okay. Yeah. See, well, why Krispy's does everyone different. love Krispy Kreme? Krispy Kreme is only good fresh. After was, that, it's garbage. It's garbage once that thing is cooled yeah, down. It's pretty good, though. I like it. Look at how successful Krispy Kreme has been in Colorado. Not. They expanded, mm. blew up, and then 
almost uh, all of them. I'll tell everyone on University, just south of uh, Orchard, there's a place called We Need Donut. K N E A D. We so need clever. donut. So clever. That is my favorite donut shop in, in the state. They have amazing donuts, handmade. Uh, you go there. Get a maple bacon donut. Oh, I don't like my bacon. favorite. Yeah, my like, favorite yeah. of all donuts. Yeah. You know, because you got to get a little saltiness. That there's so much mm. sugar. But you, Sinek, is you're a little salty. Yourself. I am yeah, a little true. salty. That but, makes sense. No, but here's what I have discovered as I age: uh, the 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 sugar, the the chocolate. A little too much for the old belly, you know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sit so uh-huh. well. so balancing it with a little bit of the salt, like a little fat. Yeah, man. Uh, you know what we're getting to. We're getting to a next segment. Food for thought. Can we go here? Yeah, let's go right. there. Let's. So do this it. is my next segment. It's called Food for Thought Mile High Food for Thought. So here's what it is. I just want to get your guys' opinion. We're gonna play a little overrated, underrated. Okay, for Colorado foods. Perfect. Overrated, underrated, because I like to celebrate local foods, okay? So we're going to talk a little green chili, little Rocky Mountain oysters, Palisade peaches, Denver omelets, things like that. So those four, okay? So let's start off with green chili, especially Pueblo green chili, okay? Mmm. Ooh. Mmm. I can taste it right now. Where do you go? Green chili, Colorado, overrated or underrated? So I'm trying to figure out what is different about a Colorado or Pueblo green chili versus clearly my man hasn't traveled much. Okay, let me tell you the difference is (laughs) the taste, the spice, the nuance, everything about it. It's like going to Wisconsin and having mac and cheese compared Mm -hmm. to LA. Okay. Okay. Or, Or like a random place in the world. It's not the same. So Colorado Pueblo green chili has that bite, that amazingness. I will say right now, underrated it's what they call okay, sure and so that's what i'm gonna say because i don't know what's out there in nick the knows. world nick knows i yeah, I, I absolutely love colorado green chili i'll just eat it by the bowl oh, man so uh, underrated absolutely disgusting underrated. i don't like green chili by the bowl i like it i like it on top of a burrito personally so you're going overrated well i would say middle rated i think a lot of people come here and they're like oh yeah like i'm from like iowa like i came here for the green chili like it's amazing like yeah it's really good it has to be as a what do you call it? like a supplement? It has to sure. go on. It has to go on top mm. of something like well, I on, that, on eggs. On eggs, it's amazing. I respect that. Okay, next, Rocky Mountain oysters, overrated, underrated. You guys want me to start? Woo! Overrated. Well, no, I will not go Rocky Mountain oysters. Ever since have, I figured out what they were, have you eaten them before? When I was a child, yes. And okay. but 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 I don't remember what it was like. But honestly, guys, so you just said something overrated that you don't remember. See, what that's right. I have never. I've actually. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Yes, I heard you yes, say I what did. you said. Yes, I did. Okay. Yes, I did. So I'm going to actually agree with you on sort of the same principle. I'm going to say it's overrated because everyone makes this big deal out of it. Right. I've lived here my whole life. I've never eaten them. I I don't know. Dude, are they? Are it's they, a. It's you're eating cow balls. Cow balls. Yeah. It's actually bulls they're, balls. They're, I, I don't know if you can like underrate cow balls, but. They're like fine, I, you know what I mean? Like, like I've had okay. them, I, I've had I them three times. Ask, I think I'm this trying is to, getting a little bit weird. But like, how big are they? They're usually like the, they're usually like the size of like a. Whoa. Well, cooked of course and flattened out, but it's uh, almost it's almost like a small. Oh, piece. they smush them. That's just, uh, it's that's, a, just that's, yeah, that's weird. It's almost like a small piece of chicken from the deli at King Supers or Safeway. You I know don't what I'm like saying? this at all. This uh, makes it's me like it's like crispy. This is making me like them less and less. It's like it's like it's like everything that you get where you know when you're tense, like tastes like chicken. It's like it's like nothing to write home. About. I don't know if it's oh, I don't know if you can underrate cow balls or you can overrate cow balls. See, You're literally t- eating testicles. It's a huge <laughs> like draw we know for people. People bro. coming from out of the they state, they gotta go try thing. Rocky it's Mountain so oysters. Weird. It's one of those things. It's 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 almost like like skiing, right? Everyone's like, oh, you live in Colorado, you don't ski. You live in Colorado, you don't eat Rocky Mountain oysters. Like, 
know because people I, say that to me all the time. People yes. go, "Wait, you live in Colorado and you don't camp?" I say, "Look, camping is pretending to be homeless. Yeah. Just <laughs> just a little bit." Uh, uh, you just don't. You just don't beg for money. Exactly. Like besides, <laughs> I like him. I don't Change. know. By the end of a weekend, Change. man. By the end of that, it's you're pretending to be homeless for the whole weekend. That's what camping is. Okay. Uh, next one, number three. Palisade Peaches, overrated, okay. underrated. I want to speak from personal experience. Just went out to Palisade over the summer That's nice. in that prime time. Guys, the peaches taste just like the ones you get at, at the grocery store. <laughs> there is no difference. As long as you're getting a fresh peach, I would not know the difference between a Palisade peach and a regular peach. I actually don't particularly care for peaches. Oh, so my God. I'm not a... I'm not a but so a honestly, peach beer, I, though? I'm not big, no, it's okay. beer? Nick, Fantastic. I trust you less as a human being than I did five minutes ago. <laughs> Perfect. So you trust me less than zero. <laughs> Dude, those negative. who don't There's like peaches trust. are those who don't like Matthew McConaughey as an actor. Either you do or you don't, and if you don't, I got a problem. Hey, he with was it. really good in True Detective. Hey, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, so here's the thing with Palisade Peaches. I still, I'm undecided for one reason. I think I, I got duped. You got so, got? I've never bought Palisade Peaches before ever mm. in my life, but the one time I've ever tried them, quote, tried them, I was leaving Blackhawk, and you guys know how they set up a little shop at that uh, yep. gas station outside of Blackhawk for tastings, right? Yes. Well, I stop by, and I go over to try a Palisade Peach. Were you up or down, money-wise? Oh, baby, I was up, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> we come back after a nice weekend, baby. And so uh, we were up. We're feeling real nice, you know, and we head back, and I'm like, okay, let's get some peaches. And so he cuts me a sample. And from the sample, I deduct... This is a normal fucking peach. Or, uh, excuse me, a normal peach. Do you guys not swear? It's okay. Here? You're we okay. Can. All right, okay. Sorry, it's okay. This say is it again. A, you got to say it again, though. Go ahead. This is a normal freaking peach. Yeah. And so that was it. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to buy this bushel of peaches, first of all, because it costs like 20 bucks for like a little thing. I'm like, wait a minute. This costs $6 at the grocery store, and they didn't taste any different. Here's my whole thing with the people at Blackhawk. If you're going to offer a slice, Make it worth it. Don't mm. offer taste an test ahead of time, slice, dude. You're trying to you're trying to test me because if you gave me the best peach in the world, there is okay. There is a price that I wouldn't pay, but that I would pay an ex, ex, enormous Jared, price. I agree. Why do you think I tested it? Yes. Why? Do you th so that's a mistake there, Black. Yes. All right. Fourth. Finally. Finally. Last one here. Denver omelet. Overrated. Under. And for those who don't know, for those who need a refresher, the Denver omelet is caramelized ham. Bell peppers, onions, and cheddar. I will say right now, the most underrated omelet there is. That is the perfect combination. A little Tabasco on top, mm, a little coffee, so, I'm good to go. You say underrated, but what makes it underrated? Because I feel like everybody loves a Denver omelet. So it's good. It's delicious. It's my favorite omelet, but it's not underrated. It, I, I'm not going to say it's, it's overrated because rated. it's delicious. It's perfectly rated. Okay. It is the best omelet, but everyone knows it's the best omelet. All right. No, yeah. I mean, I'm down. Yeah, I don't know. I, I personally don't particularly care for any sort of like poultry or ham or... Uh, so you're a hippie. Uh, I like I like straight mushrooms, onions, bell peppers, cheese, and uh, I really like asparagus. So say it, you don't omelet. like the Denver so omelet, so just say it. You don't yeah, like it. Yeah, I mean, you, I don't dislike it. <laughs> you, don't like, you don't like poultry, but cheese is good? Yeah, all right. Well, no, but I mean, we're talking like splitting hairs here. You know what I'm saying? Like I like poultry, but just not for breakfast. Oh. You know, the thing is, if you're going to load up on like meat... For breakfast, you're so full. Okay. Yeah. So full. That's true. Okay. Hey, before we move off this, I got a couple a couple more things. Go for it. Okay, so to end our food segment, we got a couple big days coming up this month. And you know what I think would be fun? Is if you guys on Red Rock start incorporating days coming up on the week, like national days we celebrate, okay? 
I've got two days. So coming up on November 3rd, National Sandwich Day. Oh, wow. If you don't eat a sandwich, you're not American. November 3rd, National Sandwich Day. And then November 6th, National Nachos Day. Wow. Ooh, that's, and that also, I want to say this the 6th, if you're listening, November 6th is Daylight Savings. So set your clock back one hour. Uh, Didn't yeah. we Daylight decide savings. we're not doing this anymore? I thought that I was like vo- a decided thing. I think we're voting on it. Well, go, okay, sh- have fun showing I, up to work yeah. an hour late then. Hey, uh, well, it's on Saturday to Sunday. No, no, so I mean, like, it's not <laughs> like a decision Christ. that we're going to make this <laughs> oh, week. I think we're talking about, like, the yeah. future Daylight Savings. Hey, what, uh, most, I would say, going back to our overrated, underrated segment. Yes, yes. Most underrated sandwich by far is a grilled peanut butter and jelly sandwich grilled grilled peanut oh butter yeah jelly. you put it on you put it on a simmer literally like a three or a four okay. load it up with peanut butter throw a nice little layer of jelly on there okay, let it sit all, you gotta you gotta all, see the peanut butter melt and then you cut it just like a child into four isn't first this all, a disaster low, to eat? No, low simmer is not three to four that's that's medium low so that, that's your first mistake okay. second of all i can't i'm honestly i can't criticize or endorse because i've never done this in my life so here's my concern is i feel like that the jelly particularly does not work once it's hot well you got to throw the just you got running throw the, everywhere you throw the peanut butter on bottom you know what i'm saying it's on bottom and you throw the jelly on top flip this it is all physics yeah it's just science, by the way man. if you guys are interested out there five seconds for science science nerds if you're interested in physics november 9th is four of the smartest <laughs> physics uh 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 minds out there Physicists. recently got together and discovered what we realize this is about to be really bad. in terms yeah. of quantum entanglement aka the universe we live in is not real Whoa. We're and living in the matrix. Essentially, it comes down to... Essentially, yes, Jared. Yes, but the, the, the reason comes down to realness and uh, quantum entanglement and how they define interpreting one one molecule that, it, that matches its equal molecule wherever it is in the universe. So there you go. Perfect. Yes. Wow. Well, that's fan- that's uh, fascinating. So thank you, thank, yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you for sharing. Uh, you sort of lost me along the way. Knock Go, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's thank God Thrive Fantasy or something. Huh? <laughs> uh, let's make some money for Thrive. All right. All right. Let's, let's, let's jump there. We do. I do want to get back to a little bit of Broncos here in a moment here. Trade deadline is today. So we're going to get back and talk about because the Broncos made a couple of moves. But Thrive Fantasy, the best prop betting platform out there. A lot of you guys still aren't getting on there. You got to give it a shot. If you haven't done props betting, it is so much fun. It's a different way, a different element than what you're getting on any of the other sports books. You see more and more of these sports books are starting to promote their prop betting because they understand just how great it is for everyone out there. The Thrive Fantasy is the best in terms of payout. You can do parlays. Man, you throw 10 bucks on a game and you're coming out 30, 40 bucks a back on but that. Not, I mean, not just that. They have the best payouts in the industry. So let's say you go to DraftKings and you make a parlay for Jokic over points and uh, Jamal Murray over assists. Okay. And let's say you get paid out 100 bucks. If you make that same bet on Thrive, they may pay you out 115, 120. So that's the thing is for the same exact bets, they legit pay out more for player prop parlays than any other sports book. And the reason is you may say, why is that? Why is that? Because you do Red Rock, Red Rock Sports, and they do it for you. No, the reason is they have a fixed payout system. So it doesn't matter what parlays you take, it treats every parlay as if it's minus 110. So let's say Jamal is minus 120. Jokic over is minus 130. Doesn't matter. They're going to pay you a fixed system on uh, Thrive Fantasy. So honestly, it's so fun. Sign up. Have a little bit of action whenever the Nugs play. And it helps us out. Put in promo code RED. 
right? And that helps us out a little bit. Yep. R-E-D. You get 100 bucks, up to 100 bucks. They'll match. You put 100 bucks in, they give you 100 bucks, And it's good for us on the show. Let's them know that we're sending viewers and listeners their way. Check them out. ThriveFantasy.com or download the app. Uh, guys, it's been a rough going for me. I started out the season 4-0. and I have since lost four straight. That's how it goes. It's, it's the way it goes. That's it's the how way it goes. goes. Uh, last week, I had Tyreek Hill. He had himself a big day. I took the over a half touchdown. He got 12 catches, 188 yards. No tutty, though. No no tutty, man. So another loss for me there. That one stings a little bit. Uh, Soaps. You bought you bought on the right time on DeAndre Hopkins. You uh, had him over six and a half receptions. Uh, that was easy money. He goes twelve for one fifty nine. And Tyler, you are playing a little catch up. You gave us three picks last week. You went two and one on the week. Uh, you came pretty close to hitting all three too. Of course so. I did. Uh, Dak Prescott, you had over twenty uh, two hundred fifty seven and a half. He had two fifty passing. Derrick Henry. Hit the over, I think, in the first quarter on his total Sweet. yards, 100, 102 and a half. And then Stefan Dix, under one and a half receiving touchdowns. He did have one, but she still hit on that one. That takes you to a three and two total on the year. Oh, yeah. So what's everybody's record? So I am at four and four. Connor is four and two. Soaps, you're four and three. And Walji, you are three and two on uh, the year. Okay. Me and so, Connor, we've announced this is the hot seat. Well, right we, know, we know Connor's literally scared to eat that chip. That's why he's, quote, Do we have any sick. Halloween sounds left? Do we have any uh, Halloween creepy sounds? Any, any like, uh, yeah. anything? All right, yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's, that's a con- subtle. You that's know what this is for Connor? Subtle. This is Connor creeping up in the background. Turn it up a little bit. That's Connor sneaking up on me. He makes me sick. He makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. Makes me want to puke. I, this, yeah, I mean, you if you get what he has, you're definitely going to get sick. And should we preview what we're doing, ne- what you guys are doing next week, or should we wait to the end? We'll, no, no, we'll go ahead and preview. I, so I like, this is Tyler Walton's idea, so we'll, yeah, we'll give him right, the credit. So for listen that. how fun this is. Okay, this may need to make Nick, a new you're marker. You're hearing this for the first time, so this tune may in. need to make a new mark in the thing, okay? So stay tuned for next week. Connor. Nick and Jared are going to have the draft of drafts. And this is going to determine probably the best overall sports fan on the show. So here's what you guys do. You each get four teams in three sports, either football, basketball, or hockey. And you have nobody cares about baseball. You have to choose. Well, baseball is done. So you have to choose right now. You choose a team. Okay. So here's what you get points for. You get a certain amount of points. We still have to determine the exact amount of points, but it's going to be a max amount of points if they win the ship. Okay. Second amount if they make the conference finals. And third amount if they make the playoffs. So you can choose between the Buffalo Bills, the Avalanche, the the, the Golden State Warriors, anyone you want between football, basketball, hockey. You guys are doing that next week when Connor's here and you have a whole week to prep. So... We're letting the audience know. We're letting you guys know. Get ready next week. It's going to be, honestly, the draft of drafts. Three sports, four teams. Pick your team. Isn't that fun? I like it. I yeah, like that, it. That's it's going to be. It's going to be fun. This will obviously be an ongoing thing. I want to do it this week, but Jared's like, no. dude, Connor has to be here. He's like, Connor's got to be here. Yes. Connor's got to have a fair shot. This I can't yeah, let Tyler sure. pick for Connor. All right, you'll team. come in next week, and then we'll do it. But hey, hey, look. Yeah, we may have who, to bring you in for the show, Tyler. Guys, honestly... If you're looking at all those, how do you not? Golden State Warriors looking saucy. Golden Ooh. State's looking a little He's saucy. He's just throwing a curveball to you. Correct. Trying to get you to get on it. He's <laughs> trying to get you to get on it. <laughs> the Los Angeles Lakers, underrated. Ooh, Lakers. <laughs> all right, are we doing our thrive? How about them Broncos? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, what you got, Nick? What's, what's your uh, Thrive Fantasy best bet of the week? All right, I think that this 
possible MVP is going to absolutely dominate so quickly that this person will be forced to have a low output game. Mm-hmm. And for those reasons, I'm taking Jalen Hurts oh! Sunday Night Football oh! under oh! 282 and a half oh! total yards oh! passing rushing. That's a Let's bold go. move. He's been putting up some numbers. Hey, what he did mention is the underpays more. Yeah, underpays Ooh. more. Underpays more than the over. You know, hey, I, before you make your picks, I was at a uh, like an Asian restaurant. It was on Saturday. I was there. My little Way cousin. Go politically correct. Though. Thank you. My little cousin played. He said agent, I believe. <laughs> An agent restaurant. Correct. So I go to this Asian restaurant uh, <laughs> down in Littleton. I can't remember what it was called. It was called Chopsticks. It was really good. And I'm with my little cousin. Is this satirical? I can't. No, no. My little cousin uh, plays hockey. So I'm surrounded by like 12 through 15 year olds, like six from my uncle and my aunt. And we go and you know those little red peppers that they put with your dish. What are those called? Either way, either way, one of the 12 year olds was like, I'll eat this pepper. Will you eat this pepper? And I was like, yeah, I'll eat the pepper. I took a half bite of the pepper and could not move my mouth. So I don't know if it's me or if it was the pepper. I am absolutely terrified to lose this bet and have to eat the chip. They were was also it a cherry pepper. It, no, it was like a it's like a it's like a almost like seems like burnt. It's like crispy, oh, bro. But anyways, you I, you had it and I asked him. I said, hey, I have to eat this like chip. It's like an eight dollar chip. And the guy, the, the kid was like, yeah, I had that chip. It's really hot. And meanwhile, he oh, his mouth geez. was not moving at all. So it's uh, it's literally called uh, the layman's term is hot Asian pepper. Uh, I'm gonna try yes. this scientific name, capsicum. And then it's a whole so hot, so hot. Capri Sun, Capri Sun. That's it. Uh, now, w- w- what is your guys' chip bet for? If we lose, whoever, yeah, whoever loses, loses on this has uh, to eat the like the super hot chip. That is like intense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Tyler, it's <laughs> a nine dollar chip. Get yourself in this, so you better you better start. To, Bro, uh, if it's a betting contest, I will mop the floor. with I you literally guys. hope more than anything, you are the one that loses. <laughs> I, know, I know. All I want Honestly, is for- the lower the sample size gets, the more chance we can do that. So let's let's go. Well, we on. said minimum ten. Minimum ten. We established this last week. You're at five. Oh, Dude. that's a whole lot. Ten's a whole lot. You know how many bets they say. We're gonna, the the we're gonna have seventeen. We're gonna have seventeen total bets. Make do you want to know? No, we don't. I suppose. No, we don't. Do you want to no. know the average number it takes to judge the average person on their bets? No, six hundred and fifty. Okay. okay, we'll go for 650 then. <laughs> hey, we're going to do this over however many seasons <laughs> to eat a $9 chip. Uh, it's just going to be stale uh, by the time we get all to right. it. Well, there you go. Uh, you got you got some picks for us? I do. I'm going Thrive Fantasy, uh, the contest. Remember last time how I did the... Yeah. Uh, okay, so this one is a big contest this weekend. 25000 guaranteed, five grand to first. We're going to give three away. We're going to follow Nick under... 282 and a half passing yards for, for uh the chunk there. We're going to take uh, uh we're going to take uh Nico Collins under a half 0.5 receiving touchdowns. What was I that under he, a half receiving touchdowns? Okay. Yes. Under a half receiving and then Rex Burkhead over 21 and a half rushing and receiving yards. Okay, that number has gotten so low for him, man. He started out as the starter. Rexburg had under over. There we go. Okay, okay. He's going on the Thursday night special. Both of you guys on the Thursday night special. Oh, I thought it was Sunday. I'm so sorry. I, I did say Sunday. I'm pretty sure that's the Thursday night game, isn't it? I don't know. Okay. Well, I believe that is. I could I'm be checking. totally wrong. Let me check. 
Uh, I am going to go to Sunday. Okay, I'm going to go with the guy who has been hot, hot, hot over the last few weeks since he took over as a starter. Mr. Kenneth Walker has wow. been dominant. This guy has scored five touchdowns since taking over as a full-time starter. His over-under for total touchdowns, rushing and receiving, is a half touchdown. I'm going to take the over on that. My man gets a touchdown this week. It is All It right. is a Thursday night game. I'm so sorry. But yes, All right. All right. So Nick those Rungian. of you guys listening Wednesday and Thursday, get in on these bets and make sure you do it on Thrive Fantasy and put in promo code RED when you sign up. Good for us. Good for you guys when you do that. R-E-D. R-E-D. The pen is red. All right, guys. Back to the Broncos. Trade deadline. Came and went today. Uh, It was like 2 p.m. today, our time. And the Broncos made a couple of moves. I'm going to start small and we'll work up to the bigger ones. Uh, The deal, the last deal that they made, at least that I saw come through, they made a trade with the New York Jets, trading away a 2024 fourth-round pick. They got back in return defensive end Jacob Martin and a 2024 fifth-round pick. So essentially gave up a fourth-round, got a fifth-round back plus a player. Those of you who are thinking exactly what I did, who the hell is Jacob Martin and what does he mean to me? He's a defensive end, edge rusher. He's in his fifth year out of like Temple, I think. I didn't write it down, but I'm pretty sure it was Temple. He uh, started his first season with Seattle, played three years in Houston. This last season he has played with the Jets. Uh, He has on the year eight total tackles, one and a half sacks, and a forced fumble. Basically, he's a guy that was finding his way out of the mix with the Jets. They didn't see the playing time with him. Obviously, with the Broncos on the move, we're about to discuss getting rid of Bradley Chubb had a need for depth at the edge rusher position. So it fills a need. Do we think Jacob Martin finds his way on the field for the Broncos? He has to, right? He absolutely has to. Otherwise, this is a disaster. Like, the answer is yes, uh, uh, for sure. With Randy Gregory still out, I think Brown, um, uh, Baron Browning is still hurt, or he is hurt for a couple more weeks. It's just a guy that it seems like a plug-and-play until those guys get back. And uh, Nick Benito, it sounds like, is going to get a ton of time. Uh, also, obviously, obviously. So I think it's something that's like a short-term fix until they get those guys back. Okay, more. and we'll tie this right into that trade with, uh, with Bradley Chubb. So uh, real quick, let me just talk the compensation that was traded, and then we'll talk about the impact of Bradley Chubb being gone from this roster. So Broncos trade away to the Miami Dolphins, Bradley Chubb and a 2025, so two years down the road, fifth-round pick. They receive in return the main haul that they got, what they wanted, what they were asking for is that first-round pick. Let's Go. They didn't have one next year. Now they do. This is actually the 49ers first round pick that was a part of that Trey Lance trade. Uh, if you're curious, go look at what the Dolphins ended up getting in what they traded it for. J- it was Jalen Waddle. Yep. Bradley Chubb and Tyreek Hill and Tyreek Hill because they traded away picks to get Bradley Chubb and Tyreek Hill. So you're telling me that Trey them. Lance going back maybe a month on our conversation is better than no, those no, this is why when you don't have to trade up for a quarterback <laughs> in the first round, you take <laughs> one because what it costs you to get a Trey Lance or a Russell Wilson is is extreme. It's crazy what it takes to get up to it. If you find yourself in a top five pick and a good quarterback falls to you, which they always do, you take them. This goes back to that conversation. How lucky is Buffalo right now? I know. Josh Allen. Exactly, exactly. But the other Broncos would have Broncos would have ruined Josh Allen. I I I, I I'm gonna I will admit I did not want Josh Allen. I wanted Quentin Nelson. 
There's no maybe maybe it's a solid maybe. Remember we but that, we saw bro, that yeah go ahead we uh, not we the uh, the geez, the Bills drafted Josh Allen and there was the Twitter feed of him throwing out passes and he had like two ducks and one pass that went like straight in the ground. Remember watching that and you're like but that's oh. why people on Twitter including me don't judge quarterbacks. That's why as a sports better you know what I say I say I know what I know. And I know what I don't know. What I don't know is this whole player evaluation thing. What I hate is when people like in my profession go, you know, his arm strength or his mechanics. And we go, what the, f- what do you know about this stuff? Like you don't know Josh Allen uh, and, and when they end up being good, it works out when they don't, it doesn't work out. But like, that's the whole thing we don't know. So it's all sort of like these slight little nuanced things that we can't keep track of. Josh, Josh Allen is the anomaly. Almost no player in in history of the NFL has gone gotten better on his completion percentage throughout the course of college and throughout the course of the NFL. That is the anomaly that he is. Everyone wants to point to Josh Allen. Oh, you got to take a quarterback. This is why you do that. He is the anomaly. He's a guy that shouldn't have done what he's doing, but he is. Okay? That wasn't the only move, though. The first-round pick isn't the only thing that the Broncos got. They also landed a 2024 fourth-round pick. And a guy that I'm actually very excited about. Kenyon. Uh, Chase. Chase Edmonds. Chase. Is the guy. You know, let me say this, though. Okay, I don't, say it. I, I think he has a bad name. He does. I don't Why does love he have a bad the name, name Chase Edmonds. It's a it sounds weird like a, name. It sounds like a pitcher. It sounds me. like a white boy who plays Dr- Dungeons and Dragons. Whoa. Like, like Whoa. Ch- hi, buddy. Really, really excluding our Dungeons and Dragons. My name is Chase Edmonds. I'm the best Dungeons and Dragons player in North Dakota. I'm, well, I'm here to enter for the tournament. You want to know what I He's do? He's obviously like, got a deviated yeah. septum. That's that what Chase get Edmonds. Ch- yeah, Chase <laughs> Edmonds sounds like a badass running back to me. Oh, really? I just, you know, what I've been Hi, really like. Hi, my name's Chase Edmonds. I'm here to enter the tournament. I'm here to enter the Dungeons and Dragons tournament. Chase Edmonds. Well, I guess we know whose jersey you won't be buying. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Chase Edmonds Such fits a, a need for the Broncos. They have added some running backs since Javante Williams went down, but none in the mold of a Chase Edmonds. He's a great pass catcher. He is a speedy guy, a fast guy. He can even help you on some returns. So I think he will provide a very good kind of counter to the running backs that they have. It seems like they're trying to phase Melvin Gordon out. I think that this kind of leads more to a Latavius Murray. Murray and Chase Edmonds one-two punch moving forward for the Broncos. I think this was a throw-in by the Dolphins. He's a guy that's kind of lost favor with them over the course of the last few weeks. He was their starter week one. I think he cut, touched the ball like two or three times this last game. So he was not getting playing time. The Dolphins were happy to throw him in. It fits a need for the Broncos. Honestly, guys, I could not be happier with the haul they got for Bradley Chubb. When I heard over the course of this last week that the Broncos were their asking price was a first round plus. It was, it was two I first rounds. Laughed. I laughed hysterically. I thought there's no way the Broncos are even getting one first round pick for a guy that I think and I, I wish I had his stats exactly in front of me, but in his career has like 25 sacks over the course of five seasons He just can't stay healthy. He's been injured, but even his best season, his rookie year, he had like 12 and a half sacks. I mean, this is a guy that's about to get paid big. The Broncos clearly were not going to pay him. The fact that you got a first-rounder back, even 
be it probably what likely is a later first round pick, you have to feel great about what this does for your draft capital coming back off of everything you traded away to get raw stress for more. What do you guys think? I'm stoked. Do you guys feel in it? Uh, yeah, I think that the Broncos are actually okay. You know, I think that no matter what happened, no matter what you just talked about coming back and all the, all, you know, the Broncos are fine. And I think if the Broncos keep winning games and keep focusing on what they need to do, you know what? It's going to be weird, but we're going to be looking at a team that's, that's battling for the playoffs in week 14. So that's what I think, Jared. Ooh, that's a bold prediction. It makes the Ross trade hurt a little bit less. I think that was for personally, that was the biggest pain point of all of it is that we had no first and second round pick. We had a guy who was obviously underperforming regardless of whose fault it is. Much like when we play ping pong, Walgy and I, is it my slam hand or is it his ability to return my serves? We won't know. It's hard for us to tell. With that said, it makes the Russ signing and the money a little bit more tolerable maybe. (laughs) So, are you guys uh, surprised as thin as they are currently due to injury at the edge rusher position that they didn't maybe hang on to Bradley Chubb even no, even in what Jared, potentially lost season? They're hitting the re- the proverbial reset button. Mm. If the Broncos win games this year, good. If not, we're building. Draft, trade, all about the offseason. All right. Well, that does it. Any uh, any other moves that you guys want to discuss around the NFL? There was actually a few few big moves. Roquan no, no Smith, moves. No moves. Roquan Smith ends up with the Ravens. Is that not like such a perfect fit for him? Just an elite level linebacker to end up with the Ravens now. Uh, watch, I love it. Watch yeah. out for that. Watch like out Roquan for that. There. And then uh, Chase Claypool is the other one that I saw. The Bears. The Bears. Why would the Bears trade for anyone? There. You know, why would anyone make a pool filled with clay? Oh, brutal. What a and stupid it, idea. Yeah, brutal. I think. Uh, I the, at least the past couple games, Justin Fields has not looked awful. Oh, so that? maybe they should have drafted Justin Fields. Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. However, he definitely just wait until Connor hears this. Yeah, well, he's gonna he's gonna have uh, quote a <clears throat> yeah quote <laughs> <cough. laughs> <laughs> so sick for like four more weeks. So. All right, guys, before we get out of here, I want to talk a little bit of Nuggets. Uh, They are a couple weeks into their season, and there's been a big surprise for me that I wanted to mainly, Nick, get your take. I know you're a big basketball guy. Uh, Michael Malone is not known for playing rookies. Uh, he reluctantly played Bones Highland last year out of a complete necessity, yet Christian Brown, just a couple of weeks in, to this NBA season, finds himself as a regular part of this Nuggets rotation. He is currently fourth among amongst Ben's players with 17 and a half minutes per game. That number skewed a little bit because Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Porter have bo- or uh, Jamal Porter Jamal Murray uh, have both sat out a game. So you're getting a little bit of inflated numbers from some of those bench guys. But he's only. Two, two minutes per game, less than Bones Highland, less than Jeff Green. He is getting regular minutes. Are you more surprised Michael Malone is playing him? Or are you more surprised at how much success he's having from day one in the NBA? What are your thoughts, Nick? So I know that with Michael Porter Jr. Um, has been sort of fighting it. He had that lumbar injury. I actually went. I've been to two Nuggets games this year. And you you hear about his Club level. Well, it's the... It's His the, name is Club Level Nick. Of course he's Club Level. It's the yes. upgrade. I am yes. not going to spill my secrets, but yes, Club I, level <laughs> Nick. Yes, I did say Club Level. But so you knew, right, the, the report on him coming out of... <laughs> Walgy. He's laughing. He's laughing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, laughing at Club Level yeah, Nick. Yeah, yeah whatever, whatever. So anyways, um, you heard about his athleticism. You heard he was, he was like springy, uh, big effort guy. 
went and saw him for uh, two games. This guy is at least as it stands this year for me, the most impressive player, ignoring the fact to clarify, like not in regards to like superstar, whatever, but like in regards to glue guy, this guy is springy. He is quick. Um, he doesn't really complain and not that you can as, as a rookie. This guy has all of the physical tools. So well, if it, he's the exact opposite of producer soaps. Correct. Springy, yes, correct. Quick yes. and doesn't complain. Yeah, but you know, the thing is, <laughs> he probably doesn't have the slam hand that I do on the oh, this, is, this is probably oh, <laughs> But yeah, with that said, I was super impressed. He is getting a lot of minutes. I know there's been some injury stuff. He's a guy whose game like his his, his game fits not being off ball. He doesn't have to have the ball. He doesn't have to have a lot of plays ran for him. That is the kind of guy that you want in this offense. When you've got a Michael Porter Jr., a Jokic, a Jamal Murray, his his game is awesome for this team. It's one of those guys you can just plug and play. As these guys get back to full health, it's hard to say how many minutes, but even with them coming back, I don't know how this guy doesn't get anything less than 15 20 minutes a game, but super athletic, a guy that off ball, if you watch him, he cuts towards the basket. He's a guy that obviously understands the sets that they run, and I'm really excited for him. It was a really good pick. Uh, it's not, you know, obviously some negatives. I know, you know, when I went and saw him, his shooting wasn't necessarily the best, but his shot selection was good. So uh, really excited about that particular pick. And, and granted, I know it's the beginning of the season. They're logging minutes. Uh, when, you know, he played the Lakers, he played 13 minutes. He went over, you know, I understand that. But it's a guy that, that you want on your team to make the right play, to make the cuts, and get the defense moving. So something you just talked about that really stands out to me is his fit with this team because there are a lot of scores. There's a lot of, honestly, what you would consider ball hogs, right? Michael Porter Jr. wants to get his shots. Jamal Murray needs the ball in his hands to make plays. Obviously, you got to feed Jokic the ball. It, it almost it makes me wonder, is his best fit with this team? In this starting lineup, is there a chance that you could see him because his selfish selflessness and his willingness to be a scrapper, be that glue guy? Does is there a scenario where you could see him getting any sort of starting minutes? Maybe not this year, but in years to come. To Walgie's point, we're not there to determine who does or who doesn't start. But in this is a guy that you can have on the first team. This is a guy that you can have on the second team and ask a little bit more from an offensive standpoint. I think the biggest thing that I liked is just how athletic he is when you see him. He's really strong, at least for a rookie. You know, you see Bones, you're like, wow, that guy looks like he's just somehow stumbled onto the court and is awesome, a really good shooter. So this is a guy that you can plug and play wherever. Not necessarily the best ball handler. Obviously, it's sort of set at that three position, probably maybe could defend the two also, but really exciting guy. I'm, I'm really excited to see what and how they develop him. And I've it, it's been really good to watch. And Nuggets are four and three. Um, so it's it's a good start to the season, all things considered. So. All right, MPJ sat out the other night. You mentioned being at the Lakers game. He sat that one out. Uh, they say this lumbar tweak was unrelated to his previous back injury. Are you buying that, or are you concerned about this back? I'd love to get your guys' thoughts. I think with the back, it's sort of all connected. Right. You, can, you can say what you want to, but it's, it's not necessarily, and I'm making this up, like your C4 mixed with your A1, whatever it is, but... It's all connected. This is a guy that gets unlimited amounts of stretching, strength exercises, whatever. 
it's obviously that his back is is that of a 50 year old man yeah i so. think we're getting to a point where you are accepting the inevitability that this back will always be a problem i like that they're not hesitating to keep him out of the game if if he did do anything to tweak the back i appreciate that i think they should continue to do that this year but anyone who's listened to the show over the course of the last two years they know how i feel when it comes to injuries you want it him to sit out till 2025 no no honestly a little bit different than my take from last year because this is obviously not a, a problem that's just going to go away from him taking time off. But we knew that in high school and we knew that when he yes, didn't play I it at all. You, in I think, I think you have to game. strategically manage this always. For he was the, the, he was the number one. He was projected to be the number one pick in the draft and the whole reason he fell, it was, I think it was 14th to the Nugs is that... Um, so I'm going to say that my concern level is at about a 7 out of 10 right now. I am concerned that we are... Five games into the season, he's already needing a maintenance day. Let's hope that that's all it takes, right? Is a few maintenance days along the way, and he could still be healthy at the end of the year. Well, just take him off the back and back, the back to backs, and 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 don't let him play more than three games and seven. If that's what it takes, the problem is is that he's a max player. So yeah, I think it's one of those things that you just have to. Uh, you know, I don't know. He's it's like it's like a six year old man that all he can do is golf. I get it though. You're paying him. You're paying him the contract, and and you got to start. Getting the the results and hey, in his defense, Jamal Murray also did get a maintenance day that he got a day off. God, he looks well. horrible, but just you know, shake the webs off. Yes, let's go, shake the cover. Let's that's go. Good. I know he keeps firing it up though, man. He is fire him he up. Is, yeah, fire keep, fire as many as you need. Rock fire it away. him up. Rock it away. All right, guys. We'll hope Connor's back next week. But I'm gonna whoop his butt some ping pong this week. Tyler, thanks for having me on. You're gonna be back next week at least to do this yeah. draft with us. You gotta and, do this draft with us, and okay? to brag that I whoop producer soap into the ground in some ping pong I will table tennis I will B. judge it's is there like is there a setting in there where I can yeah, also you can, put yeah, on oh, the you VR setting and be oh, the, we'll the judge oh we'll cast you don't want to watch this if you're <laughs> this will be a bloodbath <laughs> alright guys make sure to tune in each and every week and find us on Twitter at Red Rock Sports 1 for Nick and Tyler I'm Jared thanks for stopping by